The Kraken Supercomputer. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is January 13th, 2021. This is episode 286. And today, Kraken Supercomputer. And I am not the voice of Trump, but I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we praise Jesus while reporting the chaos and egregious with a well-rounded, biblically grounded take on world events. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good. Um, I have a nice uh, leaf leaf blower blowing outside my uh, my window here. So if you hear that coming through, that's just the uh, the engaging soundscape of the Basilverse. Excellent. It's a wacky yeah. Wednesday, eh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wacky Wednesday. Well, Gons, before we get too far into it, I will say uh, I'm watching the live feed of the House of Representatives vote to impeach the Trump man. And uh, there's only five votes left to be cast. We have 231 yay and 197 nay. And the yays pulled pulled, ahead, pulled away. Yeah. Yeah, and for those who need a reminder, this is just uh, the first vote. Uh, if you'll remember, during his first impeachment, you know everybody talks about how this is his second impeachment. I don't, I don't know if that's technically true, but you know, even PBS is calling it the second impeachment because the first one never made it past the Senate. Yeah. Now, this one looks as if it will pass in the House again, which is they only need a simple majority to pass the House, and then it'll go on to the Senate. And uh, with now a Democrat-controlled Senate, we'll probably pass there as well. So, very interesting. We'll see what happens. I'm going to be keeping an eye on uh, this House vote live on the air. Uh, five no votes so far. We'll see if they let it rest there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it passes in the Senate there. But, uh, you know, there's all sorts of theories as to why they're even trying to impeach him with less than, well, I guess, a week away from the inauguration of Biden. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get into some of that. Before we do, though, real quick, I do want to mention that there was uh, the memorial service for Jedediah Martin. He was one of our uh, Canarians out there. And uh, he passed away, was it last week, I think? I believe um, it was last week, yeah. Yeah, so just wanted to, uh, uh, you know, say our condolences to the family and friends and uh, throw this out there. Well done, our good and faithful servant. I was tuning in a little bit to the memorial service that streamed on uh, Facebook, and so I, I didn't get to catch the whole thing, but um, yeah, it's kind of sad. Sad to see uh, such a young man. Yes, it is. He was a young guy, all things considered. So thank you for being such a good member of the community there, Jedediah. And we'll uh, we'll see you soon in a blink of an eye here. Yep. Um, okay. 
Let's see. What else do we need? Oh, just since we officially started the show, remember, folks, to like the video on YouTube while you're watching live. We're still early enough in the show. I know a lot of people don't care about the algorithms and keeping the show going. But, uh, you know, on our side here, we have to do what we can to make sure that we show up on people's timelines there. So go ahead, hit the like button, make sure you're subscribed and hit the little bell. I will say this as an additional note um most of our viewers come in on the face like the sun channel over on youtube i will say to those face like the sunners uh, you're gonna want to follow the canary cry radio youtube channel as well uh, just in case you never know it's always good to get multiple chances for notifications when the show goes live we get a lot of complaints about people not getting notifications so that's a good way to make sure something uh, comes across your desk so you don't miss a show like subscribe bell button all bell button all yeah that's right okay um well gons yeah. as we've learned over the past few episodes the uh, election and uh, political section of the show uh, has been running uh, quite long recently and for good reason not to say that it shouldn't be doing that um but I think we need to get the Flippy update out of the way, up at the top. Flippy update. Do you want fries with that? Okay, folks, real quick, if you're new to the show, we'll let you know that Flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use talking about Flippy as a proxy conversation to discuss how robots and AI are taking over the world, and there's nothing you can do about it today. Uh, this is more Flippy adjacent, but uh, this is coming from psychology. Psychology. <laughs> I always do that specifically with this website. It's Psychology Today, or if you're uh, smart like me, Psychology Today. And the headline is Three Ways We Can Be Tricked into Liking Robots. And it goes like this. Service robots interact with us in retail, hospitality, healthcare, and warehouse settings. They can come in humanoid forms, and they can be fully or semi-autonomous. The market for service robots has been strong and is only growing. In fact, COVID-19 has contributed to the market's growth. Robots have helped with disinfection, manufacturing, and home delivery. Researchers have begun to explore the psychology behind our interactions with robots. One team recently published a study in the Journal of Applied Psychology, or Psychology. It looks at the hidden factors which affect the way we respond to service robots. The results are telling. The researchers wanted to find out whether we would be more satisfied with service robots that are anthropomorphized, or in other words, with robots that have human features. To find out, they started with an AI-enabled robotic arm. That's flippy. They just didn't want to say it, but... Flippy's in here, capable of learning and performing tasks such as painting and packing items and inserting printed circuit boards. There were three features of the robot that the team manipulated in the study. 
Uh, one was the voice, either a female voice in an American accent in the anthropomorphism condition or a me- mechanistic voice in the control condition. Uh, two was the name, either Allison in the anthropomorphism condition or robotic arm 53174 in the control condition. And three was face, either a face displayed on the screen with moving lips while speaking in the anthropomorphism condition or a blank screen in the control condition. The researchers recruited undergraduate business students at a large university in Southeast Asia. When a participant entered the lab, the robot introduced itself and asked them to complete some initial survey questions. When finished, the participant told the robot, I am done. At that point, the robot asked the participant to choose one of two snacks, potato chips or a chocolate bar. The experiment was set up so that the robot would sometimes give the participant the wrong snack. After the snack was delivered, a research assistant entered the lab and asked the participant to complete a customer satisfaction survey. They were asked to agree or disagree with the following. One, I feel satisfied with the robot. Two, I found real enjoyment during my interactions with the robot. Three, I consider the robot to be rather pleasant. The researchers found that in general, the robot received higher customer satisfaction ratings when it was anthropomorphized. This uh, difference was driven by the perception of the robot as possessing enhanced experience and agency. The team also found that, and this is the interesting part, in the condition in which the robot was set up to give the wrong snack, participants who interacted with the anthropomorphized version of the robot were less dissatisfied than the participants who interacted with the version that was not anthropomorphized. A future is creeping up on us in which our daily lives will be replete with interactions with artificially intelligent robots. What can we take away from this study? It all depends on what we're interested in. These researchers see their work as contributing to the Design of future service robots that can deliver greater customer satisfaction. For this reason, they argue that service robots should be assigned names, a human voice, and a face. Dun, dun, dun. But we may also look at this uh, from a different angle. We can ask, what are the implications for human happiness if we increasingly interact with robots that we are tricked into perceiving as human? It is, of course, too soon to know the long-term consequences, but we may find that it becomes less common for us to try to forge the kinds of connections with machines that we would with human beings. It, it, may, become, risk- it may become common. Not less common. Yeah. Ah, yes. But we may find that that it becomes common for us to try to forge the kinds of connections with machines that we would with human beings. The risk is that this will lead to our suffering from feelings of disconnection that we do not fully understand and that society will face an epidemic of loneliness even more grave than the one we face today. So there you go. They uh, are trying to figure out if we should... Uh, make robots look like us or just keep them in robot form, which has been a discussion, uh, long-term discussion for us. What I found was interesting was people were giving more slack to the human uh, looking robots, which I find is so funny because, you know, we're creating these robots because they should be more efficient. They should get rid of more, uh, you know, human error, et cetera, et cetera. But if we make them look like humans, they they'll get away with being bad robots 
and uh, we won't hold them to the standard by which these uh, mechanical servants of ours should be held. So another reason not to give your robots a name, folks. Never name your robots, uh, which is a piece of advice that I have personally not followed. Um, but there you go. Very interesting. They're actually starting to look into it and put uh, research on the books about whether uh, these robots should look like us or not. Yeah, that's fascinating that the robot sounding machines were, I guess people were more upset if they, it's, it's like they expect more from the robot. Well, that's what I mean. And we should expect the maximum amount from our robots. If these robots are going to be forced upon us, we should have very high expectations. Yeah, so it's interesting that uh, if the machine said, you know, I want a chocolate bar, and they're like, here is a cat or whatever. Here's, <laughs> you, you know, you're like, oh, oh I wouldn't be too mad about that. Lame but. machine didn't get the right thing. Yeah. But if it's like, here is your cat, then yeah. they're like, <laughs> ah, it's just, uh, must be just a misunderstanding. Right. It also shows our uh, low expectations from other human yeah. beings. <laughs> yeah, it does. It exposes the sin nature. <laughs> yes, right. Um, well, there you go. That's the flippy update. And uh, the live impeachment update is that, of course, it passed with a simple majority in the House of Representatives. Now, uh, just so people don't get too excited, uh, for a true impeachment, it needs to pass in the House, and then it also needs to pass in the Senate. So there's two parts of this process. However, uh, the last impeachment did pass in the House uh, the first time, but did not pass in the Senate. Uh, and we will see what happens uh, after this, which I, I think technically the inaugurations of new Senate members, uh, many of them have gone through. So I think Democrats do hold the current majority. Okay. We'll keep an eye so, out for that. We'll see how it goes. I don't know when that's happening. I don't know if it happens. This I don't think it happens the same day, but uh, I'll see what I can find. What if they do it after Biden is inaugurated or is, is <laughs> brought into office? I mean, then they, they still just... technically, uh, I think in principle, they could to doesn't it keep Trump from running again? Is that right. part of the- so that's that's the big thing with this is they really want to officially get him impeached because that means he can't run in 2024, um, especially if he gets impeached for the reasons of uh, insurrection or sedition or whatever language they're using, because uh, as the 14th Amendment states, uh, if a person just to paraphrase if a person in the government uh, is found to be guilty of sedition or treason or uh, insurrection or giving comfort to anyone who does do those things uh, they are no longer able to hold office in the government so i think maybe that's the that's the main thing. Now, like I said, it gets a little complicated because he didn't fully get impeached the first time around. Um, but I don't think the charges on that first impeachment necessarily would have kept him from running again. I'm a little unclear on if any impeachment whatsoever keeps him from running. But I do know that if he's specifically impeached for the reasons I just listed earlier, that that would disqualify him for running in 2024. I could picture Trump sitting there. The somebody needs to 
put Trump's face over Obi-Wan Kenobi, the original, the episode four of Star Wars, where he's fighting Darth Vader. And he says, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah, do it in the yeah, Trump right. voice, you know? <laughs> if you strike me down, we'll launch a new age. Um, Everything's funnier in the Trump voice. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, so we're going to get into some of this, um, I guess, Trump election politics stuff. And usually we play the election fraud jingle, but I'm just going to play this as the jingle. Speaking of the beast system, beast, 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 beast system. I think that's uh, appropriate. Yeah, and you wanted to uh, you wanted to talk. Well, AOC. I just wanted to mention. Yeah, I just wanted to you mention love this AOC floating around, and we haven't talked about AOC recently. So this little video was floating around. Rumble uh, got sent to us here, and uh, I think you can just play it. That southern states are not red states; they are suppressed states, huh? which means what? the only way. That our country is going to heal. Are you playing it? Is through the actual liberation. Have I lost guns? Of southern states. Oh. The actual liberation of the poor. The actual liberation of working people from economic, social, and racial oppression. That's the only way. Uh. What? Yeah. So we need to liberate the southern states. Well, not just southern states, but. Like everything, like what? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to go about halfway back Southern here. states, the actual liberation of the poor. A liberation of the poor. Got it. The actual liberation of working people. Actual liberation of working people. Is that like a secret code way of saying <laughs> uh, um, UBI? Universal it's basic like, income. Right. Hold on, Basil. Yeah. It's you're, like somebody. Your, your screen did oh. the thing again. You're going to have to log off, not log off, but shut off video and, and turn it back on. The green thing. Yeah, and, I don't know what's going on again. with my uh, Skype video, but it, it yeah. does this thing where it. You're asking a lot of your video cards. Maybe. I know. I have a lot of things running. It's like somebody uh, in her, I don't know, staff or something said, you can't say literal anymore. Stop saying literal. It doesn't mean what you think it means. And so she's now just saying actual as if, you know. (laughs) What I mean by literal is actual. That doesn't help AOC. But yeah, so apparently according to AOC, uh, there needs to be a liberation of poor people, a liberation of working class, a liberation of... uh, but what does that even mean? Like what? I don't understand. Like that's a great question, Gons. What do you mean, liberation of the working class? Well, I think in her in her mind, liberation of the working class means uh, getting universal basic income. Well, that's what I was thinking, or something. But yes, she was also talking about the liberation of the southern states because they're not actually red states; they're just uh, enslaved or whatever she enslaved. said. Enslaved. Yeah. What? What else? Let so, me see here. Is she? Uh... Did it, the video stop working? Come on, Rumble. Yeah, Rumble stopped working. All right, well. Yeah, that's okay. We got the point. We got the point, There's AOC. nothing else to go in there except for, uh, you know, she still exists and she's still she still exists. Saying, saying words. <laughs> Good analysis. She still exists. Mm-hmm. She still exists. Good job. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. All right, well, let's get into some uh, Trump stuff here. We will launch a new age. And uh, yesterday, Trump spoke for the first time since the siege on the Capitol. And this is Politico.com. Trump tries to defend his pre-riot speech as totally appropriate. And did you watch the speech? 
No, I didn't watch it. No, okay. I just read some stuff afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tame. And it was, you know, it's just him saying some things about the wall. And, and uh, uh, there was a part where he mentioned at the very beginning uh, the 25th Amendment. He said that it's nothing. And that uh, it's gonna it's gonna haunt Biden if they try to do it, and uh, he says, "Be careful what you wish for." Ooh, so it's a th- it sounds like a threat to me. Yes, uh, but okay. I'm just gonna read a couple paragraphs here to get a, an idea. Ooh, I'm losing connection on my on my document here. Oh no! President Donald Trump on Tuesday defended as quote. Uh, totally appropriate, the speech he made at a rally last week that was followed by his supporters launching a deadly siege on the Capitol. In his first five remarks since the violence last Wednesday, Trump deflected blame and sought to highlight other politicians' comments last summer about protests against racial injustice and police brutality. Quote, if you read my speech, and many people have done it, and I've seen it both in the papers and in the media on television, it's been analyzed. And people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. Trump told reporters at Joint Base <laughs> Andrews en route to Alamo, Texas. Quote, if you Great. look at what other people have said, politicians at a high level about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots in Portland and Seattle and various other places, that was a real problem. What they said, Trump continued. And just kind of goes on and quotes him here. And, um, uh, oh, I have something highlighted. Let's see what he says here. Quote, you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong, Trump said at the time. That's part of the, the, uh, the speech there. Okay. <laughs> this is Politico. Those remarks and others by the president have possibly exposed him to criminal charges for provoking the rioters and also serve as a basis for an impeachment article accusing him of inciting the, the insurrection at the Capitol. Mm, yeah. I, you can't get more any more subjective than that. <laughs> you'll you yeah, you can't take back our country with weakness you have to show strength and you have to be strong oh he must right. mean he must mean break into the capitol building <laughs> and <laughs> break into pelosi's office and i mean what what these people are are unhinged uh but yeah. anyway so that's uh that's trump's thing and i i did see a few people in the last few days talk about oh trump mentioned the the next administration and, uh, you know, half the people saying, ah, you know, he's conceding and the other half saying, yeah, the next administration, the next Trump administration, you know, yeah, really holding the, on to that hope. It continues. The hopium continues. The hopium continues. Uh, and uh, but I feel like I feel like most people are starting to turn away from that. But uh, there are some <laughs> folks, there are some folks with a, a very large audience We'll talk about a couple of those people in a moment here, but uh, we do have that military memo. Um, did you want to talk about that real quick? What is? Oh this? yeah, oh I'll do, yeah. Let's just mention it real quick. Um, this has been floating around. So for those of you who are not uh, super engaged with social media, good job, congratulations. Um, but this was floating around and thought it was noteworthy. This was an unclassified memo from the Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, that came out. Uh, what was it? Yesterday or today? I think a couple days ago, actually. A couple days I'm ago. Yeah. To, sorry, browser's completely frozen. So yeah, a little bit of technical difficulties today, but we sh- will push uh, through. Uh, well, did you want to do the the office of the press secretary statement from the president first? 
since I got uh, since I got way. there. <laughs> yeah, I was able to gotta, open that we'll window. That so one. go ahead and talk about that real quick before the memo. Okay. Well, yeah, this was an interesting thing as well. Let me pull it up here so I can actually look at it. Yes, this was another one floating around. Um, but this was different. This was from the office of the press secretary. The it was a White House memo for immediate release came out today. It says here, statement from the president in light of reports of more demonstrations. I urge that there but must be no capitalized, no violence, no law breaking and no vandalism of any kind. That is not what I stand for. And it is not what America stands for. I call on all capitalized Americans to e- uh, to help ease tensions and calm tempers. Thank you. And that would uh theoretically be coming from uh, the voice of Donald Trump. However, I have not seen a copy that was signed or anything, but it's just a memo coming from the White House press secretary. Um, it was getting a little bit of criticism because it's kind of written like a uh, like a tweet. It, it does it's, look like a tweet. It's got like some all caps yeah. words and uh, I don't know, just is done in more of a conversational style which is a classic uh, trump tweet thing instead of the super uh i don't know hyper crafted tweets that you would see from a lot of other politicians including biden um but there you go he's he, there's an official white house statement saying uh to cease the violence and calm tempers and i'm wondering if this had anything to do with his impeachment or if he's just trying to get ahead of it or he's just being clear about he doesn't want any more violence uh to happen so both of those things might be true um but it's interesting because there really is Uh, There's this weird dialectical situation between even within the Trump supporting uh, camps being that, you know, some of them, you know, they don't want to be violent. They just want to protest like normal people. That's the Um, majority of the people, I would say. I think that is the majority. And there's the other side would be, yeah, you know, we need to rise this rise up and constitutionally we can fight a tyrannical government. However, there's been a lot of interesting uh, data points to suggest that the, that might the, the majority of that group might be uh, maybe crafted by the other side trying to make uh, the constitutionalists look crazy. Uh, so there you go. That just came out. That was one document. There's a couple of documents that came out. And you have the other one ready? I think so. Here it is. Yep. Yep. Ready to go. There okay. it is. This one was also floating around the social medias. And this was, like I said, was a memo from the Joint Chiefs of Staff. It says, Memorandum for the Joint Force. Subject. Message to the Joint Force. The American people have trusted the armed forces of the United States to protect them and our Constitution for almost 250 years. As we have done throughout our history, the U.S. military will obey lawful orders from civilian leadership, support civil authorities uh, to protect lives and property, ensure public safety in accordance with the law, and remain fully committed to protecting and defending the Constitution of the United States. 
United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The violent riot in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021, was a direct assault on the U.S. Congress. A direct assault. The Capitol building and our constitutional process. We mourn the deaths of the two Capitol policemen and others connected uh, to these unprecedented events. Which, now, by the way, real quick, one of them, yeah, yeah, we, we mentioned died of suicide, or at least was reported that he died of suicide. So is that the second one they're talking about? Yeah, but I think he was shot in the chest. He was shot in the chest, and then he died of suicide, which is the weirdest combination okay, of what, things. Yeah, what I was seeing was that they were calling it an apparent suicide, but it was from a gunshot wound to the chest. So they were... <laughs> Okay. And this, this has always been kind of a, I don't know, not really something to get into, but yeah, the, how to best, uh, categorize, commit commit that act, uh, with a firearm, apparently, uh, committing suicide with a gun to the head is not the most effective way. So people, at least that's the story behind it. Whenever they find someone with a gunshot wound to the chest, and then they say, oh, well, they really meant it then. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that they are counting that uh, as the second death coming from the riots. But we move on. We witnessed actions inside the Capitol building that were inconsistent with the rule of law. The rights of freedom of speech and assembly do not give anyone the right to resort to violence, sedition and insurrection. As service members, we must embody the values and ideals of the nation. We support and defend the Constitution. Any act to disrupt the constitutional process is not only against our traditions, values and oath. It is against the law. On January 20, 2021 in accordance with the constitution confirmed by the states and the courts and certified by congress president-elect biden will be inaugurated and will become our 46th commander-in-chief to our men and women deployed at home safeguarding our country stay ready keep your eyes on the horizon and remain focused on the mission we honor your continued service in defense of every american So this was a memo that went out uh, to all armed forces there, uh, specifically calling and signed signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff and specifically calling for uh, support of the new administration and the inauguration on the 20th. So there you go. And the reason I wanted to kind of start with this was that, you know, part of the weird rumblings the unconfirmed rumblings that we've uh, that i went on a whole rant about last episode and we'll touch on again today is that uh, you know well trump still is in control of the military and he can uh, use the military to uh, accomplish whatever goal they want him to accomplish and uh, this was just very interesting. It seems like the joint chiefs of staff are trying to get ahead of any possible um uh, you know, actions that the military might be involved with. It's just a yeah. very interesting and ominous memo to go out considering the circumstances. Yeah. It, and this uh, obviously verified and confirmed by people that are in the military that I know personally. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like some kind of, uh, you know, yeah. fake thing. I have have seen a lot of actual confirmation on this, right. which is more than we can say for a lot of the stuff people have been saying about the military recently. Yeah. And, but I've still seen people take that last paragraph there 
to our men and women yeah. deployed and at home, safeguarding our country. Stay ready. Like, oh, right. Oh, I know. Well, Stay that's ready. the funny part, because that obviously harkens back to, uh, you know, some recent things, even with uh, President Trump and the uh, Boogaloo boys or the Proud Boys, who whoever, you know, when he said his stand down and stand by type of thing yeah i don't know it's just a very interesting uh linguistic connection there which a lot of people are uh digging into and reading more into kind of like the red folder thing who knows but uh yeah it's interesting given the circumstances and remain focused on the mission what's the mission the mission mission. what is the mission yes take out the the deep state swamp so cryptic yeah. Um, so that's one thing to point out is uh, the official, yeah, the joint, uh, the memorandum for the joint force that went out. And uh, but the hopium is being peddled quite a bit. And one of the people that I even got a message from a couple people who are friends that were like, hey, have you heard of this guy? Uh, his name is Simon Parks. He's he's really got my friends all mm, riled up yeah. about the whole situation. Now, consider this real quick. Simon Parks has a YouTube channel. It's got 632,000 subscribers. He's gained a whole bunch of subs in the last week or so. And he had a video on the 10th that has three point, what is it? Come on, scroll computer. 3.4 million views. 3.4 million views on youtube in three days in three days that's like uh that, that i don't think i've seen numbers like that since the rebecca black music video <laughs> and meanwhile youtube is shutting down the trump account is what i last heard so just <laughs> right, consider right. that okay youtube's saying okay this guy totally cool three million plus views do it trump shut it down um mm-hmm. and uh and if you hadn't heard of simon parks I tweeted this out, if I can get my browser to work here. Basically, what I said was uh, people asking about Simon Parks. Number one, he claimed he was adopted by a nine-foot alien mother in 2000, between 2011 and 12. So, totally legit. I feel like we should, uh, we need to talk about what his current claims are before the punchline here. Oh, that's the punchline? All right, well... um, Uh, he claimed so why you mentioned he has a video that's out that has 3 million views. What is he claiming in this video? He's claiming in the video that Trump signed the insurrection act. That mm-hmm. was his big thing. Oh, you know, he signed it. Right. Uh, Which we've gone over. What just happened? We've temporarily limited some of your account features. Uh, apparently, oh, no. apparently live on air. My, my Twitter Are getting account live censored. <laughs> I think I just got live censored on Twitter. <laughs> oh, what did I oh, say? On Twitter. What's up, Jack? What's going on, Jack? Why are you why are you censoring me, bro? It's just both, a matter of time gone. We both have rabble rouser. We both we both talk about Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> well, as long as it's not on YouTube, we're fine. I guess I don't know. I'm still able to. Am I able to log? Nope, I'm completely blocked out of Twitter, which is not good for the rest of the show because I have a whole bunch of stuff from Twitter. But uh, oh boy. Um, anyway, my whole point was that, yeah, he, so uh, he was on, he was, but he was making some claims, some very strong claims about his connection. Yeah. So yeah, yes, that Trump was emailing him, uh, or was it him or someone that he knows, but basically like Allegedly, a straight, he has di- direct ties, direct ties. Yeah. Claiming direct ties to Trump. I mean, that's, uh, uh you know, 
third hand maybe, but like to say I got an email from Trump. Like, uh... Yeah, so that's the, that's why he was getting so much attention, and we've gone over this last episode. They they banned Trump on everything, so he can't have direct contact with anybody uh, as far as social media is concerned. And so what that's done is it's left open a void. It's a it's a vacuum, mm-hmm. almost like a a communication vacuum where there's been a lot of people uh, coming out and so, you know, many of them aren't saying directly that we have direct contact with Trump. That is an especially bold claim uh, from this guy. Well, but given the fact that he claims to have been, uh, you know, adopted, was it adopted or abducted? Adopted. Adopt. Right. So, which is another crazy. It's one thing to be abducted, well, he, but to be adopted he, by aliens, <laughs> nine foot aliens, aliens, you know, that may, uh, you kind of just have to question, uh, can we believe everything this guy says? Okay. So here's, I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he is, maybe, his, maybe, maybe his uh, adoptive parents are nine foot aliens. I don't know. Well, that's yeah. The people in the chat saying, you know, he didn't, act, here's the thing. If somebody emails, this is like the perfect time to actually, uh, yeah, claim to be Trump and email people with some sensational claims and people can fall for it very easily. You know, people fall for phishing emails all the time. Well, there's a hunger, there's a hunger for communication from Trump. And, uh, you know, when you get really hungry, you'll eat whatever's put in front of you. Right. Yep. 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 And you won't think about it. And that's what we're seeing. And that's what's, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the origination of a lot of very wild claims about some secret plan going on. And as we've broke down in the past uh, episode or two, you know, unsubstantiated, unconfirmed, and not only that unconfirmable things, uh, claims show the email Trump and his plans. You can show the email. You can show the email that he got. That's, I mean, if, if he, he claimed that, some people well, in the that, chat think that, he didn't claim well, that. Well, I'm talking more about the secret plans of Trump taking, you know, the signing the, quote unquote, signing the Insurrection Act right. for some reason. And, uh, you know, taking control of the military, being in secret military bases where he's uh, controlling the chess pieces, etc. Um, just as a quick aside, Gons, I am on your Twitter account here. It says, caution, this account is temporarily restricted. You're seeing this warning because there has been some unusual activity from this account. Do you still want to view it? Yes. View profile. Aha. I'm in the mainframe. Okay, good. Yes. So it's still here. Oh, well, Simon. They just wanted to warn me that you were, this was a dangerous thing to do. People saying Simon was banned from from youtube today let me see if that's I mean, i'm looking at his channel right now uh-huh maybe it's if i, well, refresh, I think if anybody claims to be speaking for or on behalf or have a direct connection to trump i think that's a one-way ticket to bansville at this point yeah well it looks like his channel's still here i mean at least at okay. this point his channel is still up so i don't well, know there you go debunked yeah i don't know but we'll see uh the guardian Back in 20, what is this? March 27th, 2012, uh, published this article. Labor counselors, real mother was a nine foot green alien. And uh, just a couple things to mention here. Uh, it's fair to say about the labor leadership that our own Ed Jacobs has just done, that they're taking time to enthuse the UK public with their proposal, blah, 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 blah. 
Local councillor Simon Parks, who has had no problem with attracting interest, he says that he was adopted as a baby by a nine foot tall green alien. Aliens. Which explained oh, that one. she was his real, more important mother. Aliens. Later, when he was 11, she took him on board her spacecraft and a deal was struck about contact between the two worlds. Uh, now, you said he's a labor secretary. Is he a. I think he was. He I don't a, know that he is now. A British politician? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it seems like here. Huh. Is it different, Simon? Yeah, but I think it's the same one. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the people that claim that they've had, like, direct contact with aliens, they're always, mm-hmm. they're always having these experiences where they're like, oh, we are the special ones, the chosen right. ones to, you know... Uh, deliver a message to humanity and stuff like that. that's a very common theme that you hear. Yeah. Uh, David Icke even had a similar experience where he claimed to connect to a, you know, a higher self or ascended master or whatever. And he was put on earth to uh, deliver a message. Uh, Jordan Maxwell, same kind of claims. So right. very consistent. So what theme. we have here is another person claiming direct ties to Trump with some weird sort of new agey David Icke new type of agey thing, stuff, which is very similar to the alleged claims by Lynn Wood about, uh, you know, being the second coming of Christ or trying to bring Christ consciousness, et cetera, et cetera. It's, you know, it's just interesting how these patterns keep coming up, uh, especially with those try- in, who are filling the communication vacuum uh, with Trump off social media now. And uh, that's just something another data point as we're trying to navigate this new world where Trump is not tweeting every five minutes. You know, it's crazy. Um, we we I saw this and we play it all the time on the show. But mm-hmm. I think it's, it, it's just weird how it's played out way more than I thought it ever would. We will launch a new age. I mean, he's totally. not wrong about that. <laughs> like all this stuff it's is not, super new age now. Very right, bizarre. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, so there you go. Just, just wanted, we're going to not to just to wrap that point up for myself, you know, as, as we go through this and more and more, uh, People claim to be either speaking on behalf of Trump or have knowledge of Trump's uh, plans or ideas or things. Um, Keep an eye on them because so far, all of them have some of these kind of funky, uh, new agey type leanings. Right. And you mentioned Lynn Wood. That's uh, our next target here, next topic. Yes. And... um, Newsweek just published yesterday, pro-Trump attorney Lynn Wood, not of, quote, sufficient character to practice law, decides judge. Yeah. Oh, uh, decides. They actually decided this. Yeah, Delaware Superior Court judge slammed pro-Trump attorney Lynn Wood in a Monday decision revoking Wood's right to represent ex-Trump aide Carter Page in a defamation suit stemming from the Mueller investigations. Quote, the conduct of Mr. Wood, albeit not in my jurisdiction, exhibited a toxic stew of mendacy, uh, mendacity, per, uh, prevarication, and surprising incompetence, Judge Craig Karsnitz. Or mm. Karsnitz, yeah, Karsnitz wrote. Karsnitz said that he is required to, quote, ensure that those practicing before me are a sufficient character and conduct themselves with sufficient civility and truthfulness particularly when out-of-state counsel is selected. Wood is based in Georgia. 
uh, noting Wood's involvement. Nah, I don't think I like that. I mean, everybody here knows my thoughts about Lynn Wood, or at least my current, uh, you know, with with my current knowledge base about Lynn Wood, everybody knows how I feel about him. But I don't think supporting Trump is a character failing that he should be disbarred for. And, and here's here's where we talk about the narrow path. You know, it's been yeah. brought up over and over again, but this is really an important time to be like, hey, we really got to stay on that narrow path because if you go on one side, then you're like this Trump hater, uh, you know, just orange man, bad, everything. Well, you just make uh, on uh, both sides. If you fall too far on one side or the other, you're going to make some, it, there's just logical inconsistencies that you're blind to because of, uh, of, uh, you know, emotional connections right now. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. So in light of these, uh, the, this whole thing here, um, Lynn Wood had a zoom call yesterday. Uh, yeah. the 12th, I believe. And, uh, I had someone send me the audio of the zoom call and a, a pretty pr- reliable source. <laughs> I will say that, uh, I, I will say that as well. Yeah. Supposedly I'm, all, I'm always very sketchy about reliable sources, but this was a reliable source, very reliable source. And I, I believe there was about a thousand people on the call. So mm-hmm. it wasn't something where it's like, Oh, a secret con- zoom conversation with Lynn Wood. It was more of a, a little more public than I think people realized, but uh, yeah. in it, Linwood made some interesting claims and I've clipped them out and we will play them for you here. This first one, blackout space force. I've heard on good sources that there have been a number of blackouts in Iran. That tells me that the government is either testing or utilizing one of its capabilities under the space force program guardians, where it has the capability of mocking out power in selected locations. It's my belief that the president is prepared to deal with what might be considered a civil war because people will falsely claim that he's trying to take over the government. That's a lie. He's taking the necessary actions to protect our citizens and our freedom. I believe that uh, the president is also preparing this country for war with China and Iran. So nothing that we haven't heard before, war with China and Iran, but the Space Force part. Well, yeah. So just to lay down a quick foundation, I did listen to the whole call. Most of it, none of it was new information. It was mostly all the same stuff we've been hearing for a week since January 6th or longer. But there was this part where he was talking about these blackouts, uh, specifically in Pakistan and now Iran, which uh, there's a whole other conversation in these sort of developing countries. Blackouts are not uncommon but okay let's just keep going um yeah he's saying space force is causing these blackouts yeah the 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 guardians Guardians. yeah yeah what is what's that all about (laughs) i didn't realize space force was on the offensive uh, against other nations like that yeah well and saying that space force did it what EMPs? Is, is he implying, yeah, some sort of like satellite based EMP thing? Because there's a lot easier ways to cause a blackout in Iran than firing a <laughs> satellite laser. Yeah, like unplug. <laughs> it's like have a guy yeah, unplug the. Yeah, I mean, Stuxnet, thing. you just do a computer virus, shut the whole thing down. You don't need a space operation. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was the first interesting little clip there. I have four more, if you believe it or not. Uh, keep them going. Uh, baby. So this one, this one again, um, 
this is about the emergency broadcast system that uh, and notice keep a, keep an, a, a keen ear on how many times Linwood actually says I believe. Okay, just keep that in mind. The president has conclusive proof of that fall, and I believe he will roll that out through the emergency broadcast system over the next day or two. Next day or two. That's today, tomorrow. Okay. We'll see. And so he believes that the, the president has all the sufficient information regarding the election fraud. He's going to be using the, uh, the emergency broadcast system to tell everybody about it. Still waiting on that. Pretty, pretty bold claim there. Um, this is the longest clip we have. It's about sunrise and sunset, um, about the, the voting. And, uh, and, and again, I want people to pay attention, number one, to how many times he says, I believe, but also um, how he invokes God as part of the timeline. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, this is interesting. So let me play this for you. In my investigation that I've been doing in connection with working with Sidney Powell and in my efforts to bring truth to the American public, I knew about Scorecard and Hammer several months ago. And Scorecard and Hammer. Now, if I knew about it, I suspect the President of the United States knows about it. But I have learned on reliable information and from a documented interview with a whistleblower that Scorecard and Hammer went much further. They were also developed into a program called Sunrise and Sunset. Sunrise electronic monitoring of members of the military. Sunset involved illegal electronic monitoring of Title III judges. That would be your district court federal judges and your federal court of appeals judges. That might explain why all of these judges in the Trump cases have refused to look at or even mention the massive amount of evidence of fraud that has been put before them. They write opinions that appears to be scripted. They all seem to find a way to attack on standing or jurisdiction. I know the law, their rulings are nonsensical from a legal perspective, yet they're all consistent because what they have the ability to do is to blackmail these judges, to coerce these judges based on information they have obtained through the Sunset Surveillance Program. So the problem is even much larger than we imagine. And when the, when the full evidence comes out, you're going to find that the perverted crime of pedophilia and child sex trafficking has a almost dominant role in the lives of certain high-ranking officials and business people in this country. I'm not making an accusation out of the blue. I have seen the evidence. I have documented it with a whistleblower. The country is in for the great awakening. We're going to awaken to the truth of who has been governing this country for decades. We have had corruption in the White House. We have had corruption in the Supreme Court. We have had corruption in our legislators in the Senate and the House of Representatives. And we've had corruption among people who claim to be billionaires doing God's work. They're not doing God's work with their vaccines. They're doing the devil's work. And they are themselves going to be in a lot of trouble when the truth comes out. I would be looking for people that have been documented to hang around Jeffrey Epstein. I would be suspicious of anybody that hung around Jeffrey Epstein after he was, by his own admission, guilty of a crime involving a minor child related to pedophilia. So the truth is going to come out, but everybody needs to be patient. It doesn't come out on my time. It doesn't even come out on the president's time. It comes out on God's time. God controls the timing of all events because he plans all events. This is a time for people to study the word of God and reading the Bible and to have great faith and to pray, to pray for President Trump, to pray for the members of our military, to pray for the country, to pray for the believers to be strong, to pray pray for the non-believers to have the planks removed from their eyes and their hearts softened. 
with respect to the parts of stones that will never come back to God, simply pray for their souls. There you go. That's the, the whole yeah. thing. There's a lot in there. Well, there's a lot in there. Yeah. yeah. The first weird one, uh, just to, just because some people were chatting about it, when he talks about uh, sunrise and sunset, mm-hmm. he's not talking about sunrise movement. Sunrise movement is a climate change activist thing, right, I right, believe. Right. Um, but he made a connection between hammer and scorecard and uh, what was it? Sunrise or sunset. One of those ones uh, talking about uh, how it's surveillance on judges and surveillance That's, yeah, on sunset. Sunrise was the surveillance on military. Okay. So sunrise surveillance on military sunset surveillance on judges, which, yeah. And then, you know, goes into some pretty classic, you know, nothing really new as far as, uh, you know, the pedophilia uh, stuff. Right. Um, right. Which again, like uh, this is the thing you, you have like a mix of truth and lies here. Right. Cause I, some of the stuff he said, I don't doubt that there's, lawyers and stuff that have oh, yeah. seen some pretty crazy evidence <laughs> he's saying there's corruption in the white house no kidding yeah, no kidding there's corruption in congress no kidding um real quick but i want you to go on but just because sure. i don't want to go back to it he's he's somehow made a weird connection or almost e- uh, equating uh, although i don't think he was equating them but he was connecting uh hammer and scorecard which are voting uh tampering uh-oh software what i just saw a little skip in the connection to the live stream i think we're okay okay all right so hammer and scorecard voting uh tampering software used by intelligence agencies to topple regimes and such overseas and a lot of you know part of the kraken was that hammer and scorecard was used in the u.s and then he is equating or at least connecting that with sunrise and sunset which are entirely different i mean those are surveillance programs not voting uh, tampering or election tampering software. So I didn't really get the, why he was making those connections there. It's all one big scam. That's why uh, yeah, all, right. it's all so, bad guys doing bad things. So that's not even the most important one. That was just another weird, that was kind of like signed the insurrection act. Like, well, you don't sign the insurrection act and then yeah. Equating sunrise sunset with hammer and scorecard was like, Okay, I don't see the connection. It seems like you're just listing things mm-hmm. to yeah. try to <laughs> build a bigger picture that I'm not really seeing. But okay, yeah, and and the, again, He's Linwood and I'm not right. And again, um, the it, all the pedo stuff. Yes, I I really think there's a lot of corruption in that regard. There's a lot of blackmail in that regard. And we and, and that all came out all with came out. The, the the flight logs, the flight That's logs, WikiLeaks over the years. It's it's all there. Now, is something going to actually happen about it? We don't know. I mean, so far, not really. And and we've also made the point uh, to kind of combat the QAnon narrative that, mm. okay, so what if they do? What if they arrest a whole bunch of people and all this? Number one, are we getting rid of those networks? Number two, what is going to be re- replacing everything to ensure it doesn't happen again? Are we going to allow crazy surveillance and be like, yes, we need it? Like, uh, like BB Netanyahu was like, we need to microchip the children. And he didn't really say that verbatim, but you know, basically coming up with this idea that we need to microchip children to make sure that they're safe. I mean, what, what it's, it's all kind of a, a cat and mouse game. So, it, you know, the solution being, and what Linwood invokes here, 
The solution being that, oh, it's all in God's timing. This is where I was like, okay, this is very yeah, interesting. Laying almost, on very heavy, relying, connecting. Hey, believe all what I say here. If you believe in God, you have to believe in me. Right. It's a very sleight of hand way to appeal to right-wing conservative uh, Christians out there that may be a little mm-hmm. more naive or at least really want to buy into that hopium. Um, because it's almost like he has crafted or he has perfected the language to use to get the attention of a lot of Trump supporters that are believers. And so that's why mm-hmm. you just got to have a little bit of discernment, you know, and not believe everything he says hook, line and sinker. I think not everybody is obviously, but some people are. And um, it's, it's troubling. And, you know, he brings up Epstein and all that. Again, it's all part of it. Uh, but then, you know, he says, it's not on my timeline. It's not on Trump's timeline, but it's on God's timeline. Well, it's like, you know, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. But also, there is a timeline. Yeah. We do have now have seven days for all this well, yes. stuff yeah. you're talking about <laughs> yeah, to happen. If you, yeah. But yes, it is all on God's timeline. So, yeah. And, and that's a funny thing. And that makes me question. Look, I am not in the business of questioning people's faith or whatever, mm-hmm. but. You know, saying that I grew up in the church, for those who don't know, things saying it's all on God's timeline is a is a way of saying, well, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. I mean, that's that's what that means. Right. It's not on Trump's timeline. It's not on my timeline. It's on God's timeline, which is basically a way of saying, well, it'll happen or it won't. And either way. God's in control. Remember. So he's even kind of saying in cryptic Christian language there, like, yeah, none of this could happen. Well, just keep in mind, he's a lawyer. You right. know, people forget that he's a lawyer and, and people mm-hmm. think that he has uh, everyone's best interest in mind or the constitution's best interest in mind and stuff like that. And maybe he does. And maybe he's just got some, you know, you mix uh, religious or spiritual type of lingo in with the law type stuff. And, and he's a public figure. So he's, you know, getting a lot of attention. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it just, uh, again, the narrow path. Well, right? that's the th- well again, and ref- like you mentioned, uh, you know, mixing all of this, all of these theories in with uh, a faith in God has gotten him a lot of points over the past few months right. re- with the American Christians. And, uh, you know, he gets the points for using the language. Right. And, and so <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's, it's kind of like it's got him. It's got him what he wanted before. And so he's going to keep doing it. And, let's, and again, I'm not questioning his faith. Sorry. Just sure. to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I do. I don't like it when people do that. I'm not questioning anything. I'm just right. We're just analyzing know. his words here. <laughs> what yeah. He's saying not, not everything behind it, not the character right. as a, uh, the judge decided here. He's not yes. a sufficient yeah. character. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> right. yeah. it's, I guess you're, I guess you are the ultimate judge of the right. character to decide that. But uh, anyway, so let's um, move on to a couple more clips here. This is Linwood mm-hmm. talking about his source. Okay. Pay very close attention. He's talking about where he's getting all this information. Come on, all everybody. information is based on various pieces of information I've received from reliable sources. Again, I do not speak for the administration. I do not speak for the president. I'm giving you the best information that I believe is truthful. So there you go. He's not, he does, he's not I speaking believe, for the president. Yes. He's not speaking for the administration. 
He's speaking with all the best information that he believes he's gotten from multiple sources. I believe. I believe. Yes. So there you go. He is a lawyer and he knows how to not get slapped with. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I thought yes. too. I was like, wow, this is a this is a lawyer, a well-trained lawyer that knows how to not get sued when nothing happens or when Which is a a a very stark change in what we've heard from him in the past. I mean, in the past he's used language to insinuate that he is directly speaking from the mouth of Trump. And now suddenly he's on this. No, 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 no. This is all put together from different pieces of information from reliable sources. And I believe that this is what it looks like. I believe, I believe. So yeah, it's it's a different, quite a different tone struck. Yeah. Um, Now again, who knows? Maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe uh, I'm sure he has information that I don't have, but uh, just breaking down his, communications here um i i my opinion has not changed on where i stand with linwood right and the reason why you're all here but i believe the united states supreme court will eventually act and it won't be long they're going to rule that all of these states that had elections based on procedures not adopted and passed by the state legislatures are going to be unlawful elections unconstitutional they're going to require that those votes be counted based on the state law by the legislature in accordance with the federal law, which requires that the only votes that count are the votes made on election day. Those votes can be discerned. I believe the president's team, with the use of the Kraken supercomputer, has already determined that vote on election day. Wow. That's why I'm confident that President Trump won 49 states. Did you, <laughs> did you hear that? The Kraken supercomputer. The Kraken supercomputer. I did not know the Kraken that? was a su- I hadn't heard. And maybe people that are you know pretty deep in the rabbit hole have heard this already. But uh-huh. I, I was not aware of the Kraken supercomputer. I thought it I was. I have not heard of the Kraken supercomputer. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Sidney Powell's. Uh, you know, a document that like she's going to release. A turn or of phrase that Sidney Powell used. It wasn't really anything except for her sort of using a turn of phrase on her releasing all the info and the documents and stuff. Yeah, which we never really saw. Well, uh, we saw the documents, but it didn't really do much. It didn't do didn't anything live to, up to the hype. Yeah, it didn't yeah. live up to the hype. But a Kraken supercomputer. Kraken supercomputer. <laughs> wow. A tentacled quantum supercomputer. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it makes me wonder. Uh, every time he mentions God, maybe he's talking about the, the quantum Ooh. Kraken supercomputer telling them Ooh. all this information. I mean, if they do yeah. have, if we want to get super, you know, speculative <laughs> and, and whatever. The, it's possible. That was very, yeah, that, but that's even, even, I mean, the term itself, Kraken's supercomputer is, <laughs> is new. I have not heard that one, but also has very interesting implications Yeah, that Trump used a Kraken supercomputer to, what is the exact, he said well, is basically figure out all yeah. of the election fraud stuff yeah so i've heard this line of thinking from the super q folk uh over the Mm -hmm. years so this isn't anything new in terms of the narrative but the idea is so snowden you know uh, exposed the surveillance state 
And when Trump took hold of everything, he used all that surveillance apparatus to spy on the bad guys, basically people doing the Mm -hmm. bad things. And he got all the evidence and he documented all that evidence of people doing bad things and the pedo and all that. And maybe he did, maybe he did do some of that, uh, almost like using the system against the, the evildoers and, Mm -hmm. and you know, he's going to use that and release that information to, I don't know, four more years. I, I don't know exactly what the purpose is other than to maybe raise awareness um, but yeah, so I've heard that narrative. And so that, that kind of falls in line with, uh, that sort of thinking that, that, a, you know, a crack and call it the crack and supercomputer, the spy apparatus is only as good be, as, uh, who's behind it, you know? So if it's, yeah, if sure. it's a good guy behind it, a white hat, then Hey, use it for good. If it's a bad guy, then it's bad for all of us. So yeah, it's, uh, huh. yep. Th- it, you know, this whole thing, this is, uh, this is deep. This is deep. Yeah. This is deep. Yeah. I don't know. So there you go. There's some <laughs> additional uh, data to make your mind up about Linwood. I'm not convinced. That was an interesting call. And uh, I, w- I will say the clips that you pulled were the most, probably the most interesting parts of the, that call. Yeah, um, it's about it was about like two an hours or something, hour, right? It was an hour and a half or okay. so. And a lot of it was uh, nothing new. Well, a crack, a crack in supercomputer... It, the, you know, the pub, the, not the public, but the mainstream can easily take that and call it the cracker supercomputer <laughs> and be like, look at these racists and their own supercomputer. Good call. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. He just kind of brushed over that. He just kind of mentioned it. He never t- explained it, never mentioned anything else. Well, I, Nobody asked about that, that's, it that's, on the call. That's my thing. If you have a thousand people on the call, somebody, ha- why isn't anybody like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Can you talk more yeah. about the crack and supercomputer, please? Yeah, <laughs> nobody, just nobody got, really just, he just kind of mentioned it and just moved on. <sighs> so I don't know, whatever. Let's keep moving. So there you go. That that was a good set of clips. I'm yes. glad we got that. Yeah. Uh, let's see if my Twitter is uh, working again. Well, let's see if my browser's working again. Not, not yet right now. I'm clicking on. Well, that's interesting that it's stopping you from doing stuff because, um, because I can still look at your Twitter. Yeah, well, I think I'm having browser issues too, but okay, oh, here we go. Oh, so this is a, this was a tweet by Josh Margolin, Margolin. Mm-hmm. FBI now reports in a bulletin, quote, armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals from 16th mm-hmm. January through at least 20 January and at the U.S. Capitol from 17 January through 20 January, uh, Aaron Katursky reports. And mm-hmm. that's... That's like the one, you know, that's a, the confirmation, so to speak, that the the Trump right wing conservative, they're they're not done. They're they're still going to come out and violent. And that's probably why Trump's got the, hey, no violence, no, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But the counter from the truther type folk, this is from the real Matt Couch. Uh, he says there are no conservative groups hosting armed rallies at any capital in any state. Uh, or the U.S. Capitol from January 16th through the 20th. These are false flag events scheduled by the left. Do not attend them. This is a setup. Do not go. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what a what a wonderful voice of reason that is. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like so. OK, maybe I don't know if you're actually if this is the call out to the conservative group or the conservative side of the aisle. And then you have 
the other side, the FBI is saying like, oh, they're all getting ready. They're getting ready to storm all the capital of every state or whatever. When things go down, obviously the mainstream is going to blame the conservative right wing Christian nationalists, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the playbook. The playbook. But I mean, at a certain point, isn't it the, the FBI? Don't they realize that like, hey, wait a minute, conservatives were well informed by their own people, like a lot of the, their conservative voices, that this is fake, that this is like a setup. And uh, I think even Lisa Haven uh, tweeted this out. Red alert, do not attend any, uh, any events that is called for a march on the Capitol on January 17th. I repeat, do not attend this. I believe this may be organized by the left to set up patriots. Even the flyer has communist symbolism on it. Do not attend. So, and I, I didn't really yeah. dig into the communist symbolism on the on the thing, but yeah, I mean, there's, I'm seeing a united front in terms of hey, don't don't do well, this. That's good. They're they're seeing the the trap. I, I'm glad they're I mean, seeing yeah, the trap. Showing up would would be walking right into the trap. I get it. I get it. But at what point is it? Or the mainstream, or the FBI, or any of these folks going to be like, okay, well, let's. They're not. I know they're, they're gonna, not, but it's they're like, gonna come on. keep. It's going to be, uh, you know, carry on the plan as usual. And yeah, the reporting will be, oh, not very many people showed up at this demonstration, but it did get violent. You know, so that's that's what'll be. I'm more worried. I don't want people to attend because of some sort of false flag. Uh, violence against the well, Trump this, supporters. This, this is the other thing we talked about in the last episode, how this is like a social entrapment situation. They're trying to get people yeah. to rally and all this kind of stuff. And right. it's, you know, the, this guy, what is it? Matt couch? Which he calls arguably it out. the Q psyop was social entrapment as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But if it, okay. So they're scheduling a false flag event. Now let's say there is some kind of violence somewhere. One of the States mm-hmm. and, something happens and they justify uh you know justify censoring more censoring more lockdowns all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. is that i mean what what are we supposed to do here <laughs> like I'm nothing just, there's nothing you can do i, I mean that's, it, that's the thing that's the point and that's that's why it's called a trap is because uh no matter what even if zero actual Trump supporters show up to these things, there'll still be a small crowd and they'll probably be all dressed in black like the ones who actually, you know, b- broke into the Capitol, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll pr- still have some sort of violence, but then they'll get the added benefit of, oh, no, Trump supporters showed up and they still there's nothing you can do. I mean, that's the mainstream uh, that's the playbook and the, that's what it is. I mean, what are you going to do? Stop uh, people f- uh, from showing up? Then they'll just, uh, I don't know. It's, there's nothing to do. And I think that's okay. I mean, not that it's great that it's happening. It's just, uh, you know, well, I guess not playing into their hands is the best thing you could do. I, I mean, I'm imagining, and this is maybe my own hopium is that mm-hmm. people, see that there was a, 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 an effort to not you know, to tell conservatives or, you know, the conservative leadership telling their own not to attend because it's likely a setup. And then mm-hmm. the FBI saying, Oh, everyone's setting up for violence and the military even coming out and saying, Hey, we have a road, you know, we need to defend the, the capital and property and all this kind of stuff. 
So if when, when something does happen, the people, just the, the general public out there, your normie people, my hope, my hopium is that they realize, wait a minute, everything is a set. Like this is all a show. Like this is all meant to, uh, censor people and to well, continue. And I think people will wake up to that. You think I, so? I th- I th- and I think more and more people are. Yeah. No, I think we've been seeing a slow wake up call, even with people on the uh, on the left. You know, as we've been seeing in the in the subject of coronavirus, you know, you're getting mainstream lefties coming out and, you know, starting to wake up that things aren't as they've been told. Right. And I think that's similar to what we'll be seeing here, mainly because, yeah, you know, if if somehow no actual Trump supporters show up to these false flag events and it's all lefty people, uh, what's going to happen? They'll be televised and yeah, maybe the mainstream media won't tell the story of these lefties, uh, you know, of the trap, but you'll have the whole left watching the news and CNN or wherever they're getting their news and they'll be seeing their buddies. Oh my gosh, that's Quentin. What's he <laughs> Quentin. doing at the Trump rally? Wait a second. And it'll happen slowly and it'll be very small numbers, but it's all step by step for people waking up. That's just kind of how, how it happens. And uh, yeah, you know, again, it's all in God's hands. And I think uh, when the, inevitably when people get too bold with creating, uh, you know, these false images on the mainstream people will wake up. I think it's just a matter of time before it hits some sort of critical mass. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. And the, and the, unco- the uncomfortability that you're feeling is that it's out of our hands. Well, it's out that's, of anybody's hands. Well, I know that, yeah, that part of it, I understand, Yeah, but uh, it's, I don't know. There, there is a certain point where, cause I've always been like, all right, you know, people generally believe the mainstream media, a lot of your normie folk out there. And it's kind of hard to break the, the, the mind control and the propaganda and all that kind of stuff. But it feels like there's a certain point where it's like, okay, come on. Like how much more evidence do you need that, that this isn't something that's just instigated by uh, a, a generalized right wing conservative, you know, violent call, all this kind of stuff. I don't know. At a certain point, there's so much evidence that it's just a small group. I don't know. I guess logic is not a thing for the public. So. I mean, I think we're agreeing. We, yeah, we we're are, making we the are. same we point. Agreeing, but it's I'm just, just going to happen slow, and it's not going to be a sort of victorious moment where the truth is broadcast on television. But it's the slow movement of social change, and yeah, we're we're the pendulum is swung pretty hard off in one direction right now. But uh, as we've been seeing, people are waking up to the fact that. Things are not what they seem. Yeah. And uh, it's just sort of like a low level shift that happens. Yeah. I'm confident that it'll happen. It's just a matter of the timeline. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens with our government and everything else as that happens, because it's all kind of parallel with technology advancing and AI and robots and all that coming into play too. So Flippy will be there. Flippy will be there. Flippy will be there at the forefront of the revolution. Little Flippy. If you see Flippy with a little Trump hat on in front of a Capitol building, swinging a baton, you'll know it's the false flag. Yeah. Um, just moving on here and then we'll yep. have a couple more stories and then we got a break here. But uh, the, Oh, another ah, man, my browser, uh, there was a kind of a mock video by the Lincoln project 
Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Pence for president. I'm not going to play it, but the reaction to this was hilarious because the the left this, this is this is like the most unified I've seen the Republicans and Democrats in a long time, and it's not for the same reason, but it's to condemn the same guy, which is Pence, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's kind of a mock Pence for president 2024 video, and in response to it on social media. You saw it was funny because the Democrats were all um, over there saying, oh, you know, Pence is worthless because he didn't do anything and he's not helping us with the 25th Amendment and he's just, uh, you know, he's dead weight. And then Mm -hmm. you had all these Republicans saying like, oh, Pence didn't do anything with helping Trump, uh, the Senate and, you know, getting election fraud brought to court and all this He's, he's worthless. He's not doing anything. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. This is nice that everybody is agreeing that Pence didn't do anything and that they're, <laughs> they're like kind of in agreement to, uh, to the, the uh, hate Pence. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pence has certainly had a pretty bad time of it the past week. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, uh, along with all this stuff with the election and the government and all this, there's been some other interesting news out there. You don't know what you're looking at. What's driving that thing? It's not a space alien. Alien. It's unidentified. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, well, this was very fun. This happened, uh, came out, well, we're going to be reading from the New York Post here. And the headline is CIA releases UFO Black Vault documents early. How to see them online. Federal Intelligence on Extraterrestrial Technology at your fingertips. By way of the Freedom of Information Act, thousands of the CIA documents on unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena, as the government calls them, are now accessible via download at The Black Vault, a website operated by author and podcaster John Greenwald Jr., the CIA claims they now they have now provided all the information on UAP they have, though there is no way to know that's true. Quote, research by the Black Vault will continue to see if there are additional documents still uncovered within the CIA's holdings. Greenwald promises in a statement on his website. The release comes months uh, before the Pentagon was due to brief Congress on all they know about UAP, a date dictated in the most recent COVID-19 relief bill, of all places, which passed in late December. The demands for alien intel became so many that the CIA eventually compiled it onto a CD-ROM. <laughs> classic obtained by greenwald and uploaded to the black vault divvied into dozens of downloadable pdfs greenwald told vice's motherboard that he believes the documents are made difficult to parse for calculated reasons quote the cia has made it incredibly difficult to use their records in a reasonable manner he said of the outdated file format in my opinion this outdated format makes it very difficult for people to see the documents and use them for any research purpose Greenwald had levied multiple FOIA requests during the past two decades in pursuit of non-confidential findings on UAP collected by the government since 1996. He said in January 7th blog post in a 2020 interview, he told the Columbia Journalism Review that he began to inquire with the CIA as a teenager. 
Quote, you can take something that took more than a decade to come to my mailbox and give it to the public for free in an instant. That's why I do it. He said at the time, quote, I'm fairly hooked on the whole FOIA thing. Among the cache's most intriguing clues is a heavily redacted document that shows a former CIA assistant deputy director for science and technology, quote, exhibited interest in one particular unnamed object. Quote, he decided he would personally look into it and after he gave advice on moving forward. That advice is classified, Greenwald tweeted from the Black Vault Twitter account. The dump comes at a moment in history when Americans are particularly interested in alien intelligence, indicated by a recent uptick in UFO sightings and viral popularity of the media relating to extraterrestrial life. Last year, the Defense Department officially declassified shocking video and then they mentioned the video that came out last uh, last year, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. Allegedly, uh, Greenwald and the Black Vault have all of the CIA's uh, information on <laughs> aliens. Now, when you do look at it, it is, uh, for the most part, heavily redacted and very difficult to parse through. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Guns? Is it all of it? Do we have all of it? Well, obviously not all of it, but uh, <laughs> I, the picture of the CD-ROM is pretty funny because you know I grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s. You know, I was in college and stuff, and right. burning CDs and making your own CD sticker was a thing. You know, back then. Yeah, and right. you can print your own uh, CD uh, art basically, and the, the, the art on this thing looks like one of those things that you print and you stick on there on the CD. <laughs> like it's not, yeah. it's not lasered on there. It's just a sticker that says, yeah. you know, unclassified approved for release UFOs co- collection. And it's got like the CIA logo and logo very, CIO. It looks like something I would corny. make in the, in the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe nineties more so two thousands, but yeah, I just thought, just thought it was funny, but I, you know, who knows people start digging in there and maybe they'll find something. But I mean, at this well, point, it's interesting as we mentioned with the declassification that randomly came through with the COVID bill where they have to uh, declassify everything to Congress. They are not, uh, it's not stated that they need to declassify it to the, uh, to the public. public. And I think this is a little bit of a, uh, distraction guns because they didn't need to do this. This was a FOIA request from Greenwald that they finally followed up on. Um, but I feel like they put this little package together. So they didn't have people snooping around with what they declassified to Congress. Yeah. Almost like, uh, like throwing out bait to misdirect. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a decoy. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I haven't, I haven't been able to look through it very much, but uh, you know, it's is more or less useless. You're not getting a, <laughs> you're not getting an admission of anything. It's highly redacted and a pain in the butt to go through. But um, I don't know. We'll see as people have more time to go through it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and I find it interesting that um, UAP, unidentified aerial phenomenon. I mean, that mm-hmm. was that was kind of a confirmed thing that uh, the first time I heard it interestingly enough was probably five years ago when Hillary Clinton was on, it was either, I can't remember. It was one of the late night talk shows and she had brought up the, you know, the UAP being the new way to talk about UFOs. Um, We've known that the government 
has been documenting these things. And also the bottom line is, what is it? You know, the, the big question, what are, what, what is, what is all this stuff that's being documented? If not just some kind of mistake. And I'm pretty convinced it's either government, uh, government craft that exists paid for by our tax dollars, by the way. And Catherine mm-hmm. Austin Fitz did, uh, did some exposés on that uh, a few years ago, uh, talking about how <laughs> we have billions and trillions of dollars worth of uh, technology that's not released to the public. And, uh, or uh, the more supernatural stuff, it's probably some kind of demonic interdimensional type of situation. Uh, but they're not going to release anything. And, and at this point, it, it, well, they're not going to confirm anything concrete because we've had the slow disclosure happening for the last four or five years. Anyway, you know, we, we've like last year, that, that video that was confirmed by the government and all this, I mean, that, that footage was out there already. And so it's almost like the goalposts have moved. It's not so much. Cause if you think about 20 years ago, the government didn't say anything about UFOs, nothing, mm-hmm. but they were like, Oh, Nope, not going to talk about it. But now it's like, okay, they're releasing documents that we know that people were tracking it like more publicly people that were into UFOs knew about this, but now it's more public. So now the only thing that would surprise me is if they start declassifying information about contact and like direct contact and, and stuff like that. You know, the claims like the, the guy earlier made uh, with the, with the nine foot tall alien mom. You know, saying like this, the, <laughs> yeah. and the, I think it was, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. Somebody in the chat might know who was the president that allegedly made a deal with the aliens that they can do some testing on humans in exchange for no, some technology. I, I want to say Nixon, but I don't think that no, was it. it wasn't Nixon. I think it was either Reagan or someone before that. But anyway, that kind of stuff, uh, that, that kind of stuff would be a little more in, interesting in terms of like what actually went well, down. Well, technically that's kind of the interesting thing. Cause you know, if there were Eisenhower, if, if there was info on, uh, you know, the president making deal with aliens, a FOIA request for UFOs or UAPs would not include that. No, cause that would be, yeah, it's almost know, like we're looking extra- in the wrong place. Again, it's yeah, again, it's all language. So if they classify those documents un- under something that's not UFOs or UAPs, because remember, UFOs or UAPs are specifically referring to unidentified things in the sky. Right. Where if there was a gray walking into the White House, well, that's not unidentified <laughs> and it's not in the sky. So you it's, don't it's get the identified. documents. Got you again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They should. Definitely start throwing some FOIA requests for secret meetings. Declassify all the secret meetings. meetings. Yeah. No, that would be a crazy idea. You know, that would be reserved for a country that had a government for the people by the people, not uh, the United States of America. I'm seeing in the chat, this caught my eye and I think it's time we uh, keep on going with the show, but it caught my eye in the chat guns. Justin hackers have leaked Pfizer and BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine data on the internet. Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see look. if somebody finds something credible, send it to us at canarycryradio at gmail.com. Um, okay. What do you think? Let's Keep take moving. A, let's take a quick break. And then we have, uh, what do we, what do we have after the break? I might, 
After the break, we've got some uh, headline updates we're going to go through regarding uh, regarding. Regarding. um, Let's see. COVID prophecy. We've got Uganda censor social media. We've got some drone stuff. Uh, more importantly, for bigger stories, we've got uh, the AI office. Oh, the new logo from the government yes. AI office yes. there. Yeah, we got to stay tuned for that because we got some CRISPR stuff. Yeah, and then a couple uh, Wacteen updates. I'm thinking we're going to actually just need to skip the updates and go straight to the stories, Gons. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at, look at the at time. time. We need wow. to keep moving. Okay. Um, so, that being said, let's take a quick break. Yes, it's wake up time. Wrong jingle. Oh no. That's right, folks. Let's take a real quick break, but don't go anywhere, because like I said, after the break, we've got uh, the new office, the AI office from uh, our government here, our beloved government. Also, some CRISPR news and some important vaccine updates. But before that, we want to uh, thank some of the producers of the show. This is very important, and all of us should be very thankful to these producers, because as you may have noticed, we uh, do not take any corporate money. Not from YouTube, not from advertisers, not from uh, mattress companies or underwear companies or supplement companies. Nothing, folks. We are completely 100% funded by listeners of the show. They are producers, and that means we are only accountable to producers. And one thing that I uh, thought of yesterday, Gans, was, you know, there's a lot of shows and, and outlets and blogs and things that'll they'll take your donations, but, uh, you know, you don't really know... Who, who's donating and you don't know how many they are and things like that. One special thing about our value for value model is uh, people who help fund the show. We name them on the show. And uh, so you know exactly how many people are making the show happen. And uh, if they're returning or whatever, we can thank the same people over and over. It's a really great system. And it's a transparent system. And it's a system that is uh, uh, that is disconnected from the advertising theology, the global theology of the world that uh, really wants us all to think that, oh, we can just get anything for free. As long as corporations pay for it. And, uh, you know, we just like to accept whatever corporation, whatever message corporations want to pay for. uh, That's the message we'll receive and we will like it. But no, 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 not the producers of this show. We are on the value for value model. Uh, The following producers have taken control. They have rebelled against the system they have taken responsibility for their own media future no longer are they just going to be spoon-fed whatever corporations want to pay for and it's the only way really to make uh, this show work because as you know we don't get any money from youtube we don't get any money from anybody except our producers and that means we are not uh, we're we're not beholden uh we don't have to worry about saying something the wrong way or talking about any even your nightly news uh you can see it all the time they are punished by advertisers who uh 
who don't like what they're saying. Oh, one funny example of this was, uh, I forget who it was, shoot. I think it was Chris Cuomo, but don't quote me on that. He was talking about the uh, the the uh, siege of the Capitol and how, oh, these Trump supporters, they're terrorists and they're just going to go home and uh, they're going to go to Olive Garden and talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah, how sure great their protest was, <laughs> yeah. right? And, then- <laughs> and the second I heard that, I'm like, oh, oh, you don't want to do that. Mr. Mr. Reporter Man, because uh, you start messing with advertisers, you're going to get in trouble. And lo and behold, <laughs> the next time he comes on air, he has to come with an apology for connecting Olive Garden to terrorists. Wasn't he like, oh, I just mentioned Olive Garden as a kind of a restaurant that's in the I was area. Think, yeah, I was very- thinking of a different restaurant that had the word Olive. I didn't mean to say Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, please, Olive Garden, don't take away your advertising dollars. Everybody loves it's waffles. really uh, entertaining to watch. But Enough about that. Let's get to our producers. These are people who have uh, taken responsibility. And like I said last show, um, you know, it's it's really a a spiritual movement as well. You know, uh, the the Bible talks a lot about where you put your treasure, you know, and the the spiritual impacts of that. And, uh, you know, people are. it's like I said, we take it very seriously when people produce the show. We don't just take money willy nilly. We understand that uh, it really is a spiritual act to willfully um, give your money to support something um, that the Lord is doing. And we're very thankful for that. And I will start by uh, thanking those producers over on pa- uh, patreon.com slash CCNT. This is an option for those who want to use Patreon. That's patreon.com slash CNT and uh, for this episode we had two uh, let's see we have one new producer named producer James D thank, thank you James very D. much James D for your producership and then we have an upgrading producer producer Jennifer thank you very much thank you producer and as Jennifer. always it's hard enough to get new producers but it's even harder to uh, you know get producers to upgrade their support so thank you to our Patreon's producers producer James D and producer Jennifer yeah now next Patreon is not the only option don't worry folks a lot of people don't like Patreon we understand that's why you can head over to canarycryradio.com slash support canarycryradio.com dot com slash support that's right canarycryradio.com slash support it's got a lot of options there it's got uh literature on the value for value model which a lot of people want to know more about that that's a great way to do it but there's also options for monthly producership or if uh, commitment is not your thing you can go ahead and make a producership in any amount uh for a one-time event now Gons, who do we have coming in on the PayPal? First, we have producer Stephen V coming in at $33.33. Ah, thank you, producer Stephen V with your Illuminati donation. He said, keep up the great work. Thumbs up. God bless. Well, thank you, producer Stephen V. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Next, we have producer Jimmy Myers Paint Contracting Services. Thank you very much, Jimmy Myers Pink Contracting Services, coming in, and you are the executive producer for this episode of Canary Cry News Talk, episode 286. Yes, thank you very much. Very generous. Uh, producer Sean C. coming in. Thank you, producer Sean C. Thank you Sean very C. much. 
And we also have producer Brian H. Thank you very much, Brian H. Notice how we, you said we publicize the people who, who, who support us, but we're not doxing them. We're trying to keep it pseudo anonymous or pseudo, uh, you know, we're just not telling all the names, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have producer Zero Sum Records. Thank you very much, producer Zero Sum Records. Um, next, producer Anthony L. Anthony Thank you very L. much. And he's also coming in with the 3333. Yeah. Ooh. And Does that mean Anthony L is our handler? <laughs> Anthony L is my handler. Stephen V is your handler. Uh, they both came in well, at $33.33. That's good to know. Yep. Okay, good. Uh, Glad we're doxing our handlers. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it. Next up, uh, yeah. producer Gianna B. Thank you, producer Gianna. Thank you very much, Gianna B. And she said, much appreciation for all you do. Thanks for not only providing insightful commentary, but also a way out. Jesus, God bless you both. Well, thank you for that. Thank you very much. And uh, we also got support from producer Craig W. Yes. Thank you very much. Producer Craig W. came in uh, as a uh, monthly supporter. Oh, okay. And of course, producer Saul. Thank you, producer Saul. Thank you, producer Saul. Oh, sorry, monthly in. producer, rather. Ah, okay. And, uh, yeah, that's all of the people that it supported us with your treasure, but you can do so with your time and your talent. We accept jingles, and we also accept art. One art, please. <laughs> and today, we only have one piece of art to share, I believe, or maybe we have two. Uh, 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 technically one. Okay, so this is Ali, producer. Ali uh, Gazelin Bonds in the chat, and it's a, a drawing of Trump, and the caption is, no one can hold up the pretty red folder like me, in reference to <laughs> the video. It's true. He is very proud. Yeah. He's very proud, and he held up that folder very good, too. Yes, he was definitely holding it up goodly. So thank wow. you for that, producer <laughs> Ali. Uh, keep up the great work there. Yeah, um, very good. Thank you, Allie. Uh, Jade Bouncerson is our timestamps person. Uh, Thank you very much. Was that all the art? You just said yep, there I was two so. arts. Uh, well, you just said one. Yeah, it's just one. It's just oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Did we? Did we? Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. So we also wanted to mention the merch perch. Yahoo. And thank you to everybody who's been sending in your pictures of the Canary Cry calendar. I believe you should still be able to get these over at the Canary Cry Merch Perch. For those who don't know, Canary Cry Merch Perch is producer-run. Gons and I do not run it, and uh, uh, it was a project by Producer Dust. So thank you very much, Producer Dust, for taking that on and and making it happen, because we certainly have been very bad at doing the merch thing over the many years we've been doing doing this um so producer dust saved us and there is the canary cry calendar for 2021 available over there and folks you're gonna want to get it because uh we've the pictures have been rolling in you can find them on social media and it is uh, a calendar for 2021 which i think we're technically 
I think we're all clear to all be getting calendars for 2021. I think that's an okay thing to do. Um, and it's filled with dates of note. If you're a Canary Cry listener or a, a fringe type person, um, lots of very in- interesting and important dates of note that uh, may, you know, I will say they're probably passing you by. Uh, historical dates, whether it be, uh, you know, related to certain conspiracy theories or uh, just days to celebrate, you know, UFO, uh, forget what the UFO one is called, but it's a very good time. And uh, uh, we've been getting lots of messages. People are very happy uh, with the Canary Cry calendar, and it's completely created by producers of the of Canary Cry news talk. Uh, all the art is done by uh the artists and producers and uh, the whole project was put together by people who care. So uh, it's very cool. Very thankful to all of the producers who put that together. Head over to canarycrymerchperch.com. Uh, all the merch is sold at cost to keep costs down for our dear listeners. And uh, But you do get an opportunity to tip the webmaster, tip the artist, or tip Gons and I. And uh, please consider, uh, I will say, at least definitely tipping the artist and tipping the webmaster because they they all put a lot of work into making that happen. So thank you very much. Yes, and I just want to mention that if you and I, Basil, wanted to put together a Canary Cry calendar for 2021, we would mm-hmm. not be able to release it because of how we work till 2022. By yes, the time we release it, it's a sensitive product. <laughs> yeah. And we are not good at that. So um, lastly, I want to announce a Canary Cry meetup um, going on. Oh, gosh. Do you have the, uh, the flyers, you have the flyers showing? For it? Yeah. Ready okay. to connect yeah. outside the cage. Great. Yes. Producer uh, Ciara, who mm-hmm. is a uh, has taken on the project of on, on her own. She's they've been putting on uh, Zoom meetups for Canary Criers for the dear, dear Canarians. You can learn more with the flyer on your screen here. It says join our hangout every third Saturday of the month. So that'll be coming up here soon. Uh, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every third Saturday of the month, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then it's got the meeting ID and stuff here, which uh, you can copy down. And we should probably post well, this, post we're gonna, this on yeah, our we'll social post, or something. Well, yeah, we'll post it on social, but we'll also post it on canarycrynewstalk.com. So go there and uh, you'll see it at the bottom in the, the artwork section. We'll have the flyer there for everybody to see. Yeah, and it's been very fun. I tuned into one, I think, last month, and uh, it was a great time. I got to hang out with all the Canarians, and we just talked about, uh, (laughs) well, really everything. Everything from coffee to uh, to funny life stories to uh, weird stuff in the fringe uh, space that was going on. It was a great time. And uh, Gons and I, we are trying our best to make it to as many of those as we can. It's very fun. So no guarantees, but I am going to be trying to make it to this one as well so um there you go and if you want to know more head over to canarycry.community with all the funky stuff going on with social media nowadays uh we're very happy that we've had uh, the <laughs> i don't know what you call it well the 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 generosity of producers of specifically producer smiley to run the thing but canarycry.community is uh, our off facebook social media for canarians 
So it's a little bit different than Facebook. So don't go there expecting to have a, you know, the, the Facebook experience. But uh, with everything crazy going on, head over to canarycry.community and connect with other Canarians just like you. Like you can see here, there's the prayer wall. There's coronavirus facts before fiction, propaganda free zone. The, uh, there's the Canary Cry Gamers Guild. There's a Babylon Bee appreciation thread. <laughs> All sorts of fun stuff. There's... Uh, you can go there to have very intense conversations about fringy stuff, or you can go there just to uh, fellowship with people just like you. So there you go. Canarycry.community. It's a real URL. <laughs> that's, that's a great tagline. Um, okay. What else? Anything else? And that's it. Okay. We did it. Let's wake on up. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. Artificial intelligence. Woo. Uh, you want me to start with this one here? Let's. This is over at VentureBeat.com, and uh, this is very interesting considering what we've been tracking for many years here. Uh, what this bald eagle and neural network depiction have to do with future U.S. AI strategy? The White House Office of Science and Technology Policy today announced the launch of the National Artificial Intelligence Initiative Office, an organ organization that will coordinate and oversee national AI policy initiatives for the United States government. Quote, the office is charged with overseeing and implementing the United States national AI strategy. Oh, no, I don't like the I don't like the sound of that and will serve as the central hub for federal coordination and collaboration in AI research and policymaking across the government, as well as with pri the pr private sector, academia and other stakeholders. There's that word stakeholders again, mm -hmm. Gons. According to a White House statement, the news comes with roughly one week left in President Trump's tenure and less than a week after he incited a violent insurrection <laughs> Okay, at the U.S. Capitol in which five people were killed. Eh, that's actually a lie. Five people were not killed. Five people died and two were killed. If the president doesn't resign and the vice president and cabinet do not invoke the 25th Amendment, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Congress will vote on article of impeachment tomorrow. Notice anything weird about this article about uh, the AI office? Well, they just have a paragraph inserted in the middle uh, to, uh, well, frankly, lie uh, about the uh, just to put some politics in there yeah. unrelated to artificial intelligence. Or maybe 100% related, Basil. Ooh, touche. Almost as interesting as the tasks the National AI Initiative Office will take on is the group's seal, which appears to be the U.S. government's first depiction of artificial intelligence in the logo of a federal office or agency. Okay. They make that sound really intense, but like, yeah, of course this would be the first depiction of it. Um, wow. And it is very interesting. It's got uh, sort of a network imagery, some nodes all being connected by little lines. But then notice how there's these tethers that are te that the uh, the eagle is grasping onto. So the eagle is. Uh, so that's the question. Is the eagle holding onto it or is he trapped within is the United oh States? Gosh you know, locked into the yeah. grid of the network. 
That's interesting. Yeah, it's almost like he's in a cage of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Oh, man. Think out the think outside the cage, little eagle. Uh, instead of grasping an olive branch in one talon and arrows in the other to symbolize war and peace, as the eagle on the seal of the President of the United States does, the National AI Initiative Office shows a bald eagle grasping interconnected nodes meant to symbolize a neural network. The eagle, quote, the eagle emerges from the neural network to present represent the power and potential of AI to translate data into knowledge, technological breakthroughs, and new capabilities. The White House statement reads, seven stars at the bottom of the seal are meant to signify that the office was established in the seventh decade of artificial intelligence. One note of that neural network includes a depiction of the American flag to show a commitment to leadership in AI from the United States, as well as the importance of an all-of-nation approach to the research development and deployment of ai interesting all of nation approach uh, the National AI Initiative Office came into existence with the passage of the National Defense Authorization Act NDAA the annual defense spending bill for the U.S. military. Though the White House championed the launch of the new AI office today, President Trump vetoed the bill that created the office last month because lawmakers did not do as he asked and strip big tech companies of Section 230 legal liability protection. Orange man bad! Both houses of Congress voted to override the president's veto last week. The NDAA included funding for a number of AI-related initiatives pertaining to the national security, including a select committee on AI. Eh, I don't think I need to go through the rest of this. Did you have anything uh, else highlighted of importance here, Gons? Not really. I mean, the logo itself is really the big story here. Yeah, it is. That's that's the big story. The rest is sort of government jibber-jabber. But yeah, that's very interesting symbolism, Gons. And And it it also looks kind of like a rib cage where the eagle is behind. Oh, yeah. It's like holding on to the rib cage. And, and for those who have their trained eye for uh, the pentagram or Baphomet symbols, you can also see that in there as well. Yeah. And the seven points is kind of interesting, too, because you have it's, it's, it's actually an eight pointed star, but the bottom node is missing. So that's something to consider. That's kind of strange. Uh, yeah. But uh you know, there's all the, the seven heads, ten horns type of thing in the Bible. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is what that is, but um, yeah. And, and and speaking of logo, we can all you know we can kind of speculate and break down the the logo here, and there's probably more to it, uh, including the seven stars underneath on the yeah. outer rim where it says National Artificial Intelligence Initiative Office, and it's mm-hmm. got the seven stars. I'm just wondering what the seven is supposed to represent. You know. Like what? What are you they? Mean besides the seventh decade of the art of age of artificial intelligence. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's really besides the official story. Yeah. Why don't you believe the official story, Gons? Oh, because I. What are you a conspiracy theorist? Yeah, I'm. I I'm not good to them. Uh, the AI is kind of gonna get you. Just just since we're talking about government logos, I did want to bring this up. There wasn't a story mm-hmm. associated with it, but the CIA has a new logo as well. Have you yeah. seen this, the new logo? I have. It's very bad. It's, I don't understand why they did this. Not very good. But the one thing that people are pointing out, the phrase United States of America is no longer on the new CIA logo. 
I noticed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Because that is they sometimes I think they're just purposefully messing with us. Yeah, it's uh the Chinese intelligence agency now or something. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It, it's weird for a couple of reasons. Once one is it breaks entirely from any theme of any logo put put out by the United States government. It doesn't have color, no red, white, and blue, no eagle. No, nothing, no stars. It's just this weird wireframe background with CIA and, you know, with the text that would circle it, where usually it says, you know, United States Central Intelligence Agency or the United States of America or whatever. It just says Central Intelligence Agency. You know what it looks like? Mm. It looks like a corporate logo. Yeah, a bad it does one. <laughs> not look like a government logo. It looks like a corporation or a private sector intelligence company. And uh, that would not surprise me, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. Well, I think you, you hit it on the head there. Um, so, yeah, all these new logos for the new age, I guess. Yeah. Well, great. We <laughs> needed to refresh the look. I like the old logo of the CIA it's it harkens to a certain time in American lo- in uh, American government logo design you know yeah I don't like it or at least they put the eagle in the national artificial intelligence initiative office yeah I'm very proud of them good job national artificial intelligence initiative office so what is it the not the nail 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 Neo. Uh, yes, Neo. 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 All right. Um, one, I guess one last story here. Yeah. Cast Did you have something you were going to say about something or? Mm, no, I was going to, somebody said something about iPet Goat and we'll, we won't get into it in this show, but oh, yeah. the iPet Goat 3, Guns and I spent some time going through it and uh, don't, don't get too excited, folks. We'll talk about it in the next couple shows. Okay. This is newscientist.com. CRISPR gene editing used to store data in DNA inside living cells. And uh, it's a pretty short article, so I'll get through it here. DNA living inside uh, DNA inside living bacterial cells has been edited with CRISPR technology to encode and store information. This is actually not new here. This could be a step towards yeah, developing a new medium for long-term data storage. Uh, yeah, we, we've covered it before, but I think they're just making progress. Life's mm-hmm. genetic information is stored in DNA, but there's a growing interest in using DNA as a storage medium for other kinds of data. To do this, information is often encoded using the four DNA bases, uh, adenine, uh, which is the ACTG, if you took your biology class. The corresponding DNA sequence can then be chemically synthesized in a laboratory and even stored with everyday objects. Harris Wang, a company, or I'm sorry, a Columbia University in New York, and his team took this one step further using a form of CRISPR gene editing to insert specific DNA sequences that encode binary data, the ones and zeros that computers use to store data, into yeah. bacterial cells. By assigning different arrangements of these DNA sequences to different letters of the English alphabet, the researchers were able to encode the 12-byte text message, Hello World! into DNA inside E. coli cells. This was classic. Yeah. Uh, any, any code, if you've done any code, the first thing you learn is how to put hello world 
on a website yeah. or whatever. Uh, yep. Did you what you got something? No, okay. not on this. No, I'm just I'm looking at. You said this is our last story, but we definitely have to watch the the Biden. Video. Oh, okay, all right, we'll do that. Well, I mean, I'm not going to read the rest of it. Then it's pretty straightforward here. Um, yeah. Just the implications are very interesting. That uh, you know, in our lifetimes, unless the Lord returns, we can see presidents get injected with the nuclear codes in their DNA and things like in that. In the DNA, yeah, yeah, very interesting. And just so. sensitive information in general being carried by people is uh, is just, or or just living things in general, is uh, mm-hmm. is a whole different world of sci-fi that uh, you know is coming to life here. So just something to keep in mind, something to keep track of. And it looks like they're making progress to bring us uh, the beast system. And, you know, one day could be the information that verifies you, uh, you as someone who pledges allegiance to the beast. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you wanted okay. to watch. The- I'm so excited. We have to watch it. You've seen it. I'm assuming. I've seen parts um, of it. Yeah. Okay, so you so this is on abcnews.go.com and it says Biden gets second dose of vaccine as team readies for COVID-19 plan. And there's no story here except for you got to watch the video. A and uh, special. Yes, and gone it's there's a lot of build up in the video so you can actually scoot forward to about 45 seconds. Okay, so Biden's sitting down here. Yeah, scoot, scoot up to 45 seconds. This is a very long buildup. Yeah, and tell me if you notice anything weird with this video. Okay, he's getting he's getting his shoulders wiped down. Mm-hmm. Oh. There it is. The jab. Pulls it out. Okay, oh. do it again. Let me see. Tell me if you notice something again. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so that's is that part of the video? Yeah, yes, it is. What? It's part of the video. I have watched this video on dozens of different outlets because the first time somebody shared this with me. Now, for the listeners who are not looking at the video, you got to look at this video because uh, the the doctor, he takes the syringe and he rears back and he's going to get him. And then it glitches and suddenly it glitches to the doc, the the needles in his arm. You don't actually see it go into his arm. And I was like, okay, whoop, my my internet glitched. Let me do that again. And he does it. He's get ready, and then it glitches, and then the <laughs> the needle is in his arm. And I've watched. I can't imagine that there's an outlet of this video that I have not watched, because I assumed like, oh, somebody's messing with us. Like, of course. Somebody's wanting to, you know, cast doubt on the fact that this happened or whatever. And it is just the most unfortunate technical glitch (laughs) in the favor of conspiracy theorists that has ever existed. And it's it's in every version. It's right before you never actually see the needle go into his arm because there was some hardware or uh, or uh, network glitch. And it must have been in the master of the video. Because right. you would think if they didn't want to cast doubt on this, they would just replace the video with, with, the, with a clean version. I cannot find a clean version. And we are on ABC News. This is not some conspiracy blog. 
ABC News official video, uh, they cannot put up a version of this without a very suspicious glitch that makes it so you cannot, you don't actually see the moment where the needle goes into his arm. And if you pay, yeah, if you watch it slow-mo, it's like the glitch actually has it so that it skips some frames. It's missing frames. Yeah, it's missing frames where- I did it in slow-mo too. It's missing frames. The moment where the needle goes into his arm does not exist. Yeah, that is really bizarre. Crazy, huh? That's crazy. And, you know, there's stuff like this. I mean, there's all sorts of weird videos regarding this, but this was the official video, the official mainstream video, and it's missing frames of the incoming president getting the most controversial medical whatever you want to call it. And they can't get a clean video of it. It's like they are purposefully egging on the conspiracy theorists. Oh my gosh, that is really wild. I Crazy, realize. huh? Yeah, because yeah. I was because I was kind of trying to maybe pay attention to Biden's response, which uh-huh. is uh, let me let me watch it again. Let me watch his eyes. Yep, goes totally you know cold, 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 <laughs> blooded yes, eyes with his hairy he's legs. He's really showing how tough he is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you can't it's crazy this is like there will be conspiracy theorists in decades going over this video over and over and over and over uh you know after the zombie apocalypse uh, happens because of some uh, reaction to the virus or whatever they'll be going over this video like the incoming president there's missing frames where are the frames he did you know this is just wild that it was so blatant and no attempt to fix it yeah that's what the other part that's weird is yeah they must have again this video uh you you don't usually get errors like that on a local that's usually a live stream issue or something it's not usually and the and the rest of the video is perfect not a single problem with any of the rest of the video, but the moment where you would actually watch him get the vaccine, it glitches, it blurs, and it's missing frames. It's wild. Well, so check it out. I wanted to show this as part of a, just this the last part of the show here, uh, since we talked vaccines. Um, this was tweeted out funny. I thought they put the swab up your nose and there's a picture. It mm-hmm. says COVID-19 testing and there's an arrow and it says in the rear. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And if the, those of you who have been with us for a long time, let's say 2014 ish, when we did our Canary cry radio live at the prophecy forum conference, you had brought up the question. If the mark of the beast goes in the rear, is it still, the mark of the beast. That's <laughs> true. And uh, yes, that, stick with the biblical account. That that is Basil. Uh, for those of you watching, <laughs> oh, no, are you showing it on the stream? Yes. And uh, so part of the story that was hilarious about this was Basil was playing host at this conference, mm-hmm. and his outfit really, really upset uh, <laughs> one of our speakers, and to the point where he was kicked off the speaker stage. Yeah. I got uh, fired. You got, got fired. fired the, so after the first day, cause they didn't like my getup. <laughs> yeah. And so this is uh, anybody wondering, here's Basil in all his glory, uh, <laughs> showing his face for 
most for the oh, most man, of uh, his that was face. a great that was a great time <laughs> so people wondering what and he looks those, like this is a little yes, bit more for of those him. for those listening to the podcast if you haven't seen it man uh, do you have a, this file you should send it's, me this file it's on the canary cry radio facebook page so anybody that's okay. been there has yeah seen i want to put it on my facebook page but if you're just listening i'm in a white suit a white three-piece suit with a hawaiian shirt underneath i've got my uh my original fake beard <laughs> and I've got a, just a gigantic majestic mullet with a, an American flag bandana and some aviator glasses. And yeah, I did not last long in that job. Yeah, that was, I remember the conversation <laughs> and I, I, I was like, what, what is he upset about? Oh, yes. They were, t- everybody was taking it very seriously, which, you know, that was fine. I was happy to step aside. <laughs> Okay. The fun part was I just, I stayed at the conference. I, I know you were there. It's out. just, you, you weren't allowed to host <laughs> it anymore, which uh, <laughs> no, people were really upset. Just no yes. more Basil. Some people, although I had a lot of people tell me that they really loved it, but uh, some of the, the people uh, who were in the position to make the decision did not like it. Yeah. Uh, I was making, they didn't like, I was making, making light of a very serious situation, which is, uh, I get that a lot. Um, okay. Fun. Well, are we all done? I think we're done. Yep. Okay. Great. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Now here's the thing. We'll be back on Friday, the 15th. That's January 15th, 2021. Um, so make sure to be there. We'll be on sometime between noon and 3 PM Pacific standard time. So again, uh, make sure before we leave here, like, like the video, uh, hit the, what is it? Like subscribe, like subscribe, uh, uh, wait, what was it? <laughs> I Bell it button. Down. Bell button and then all because you got to hit all yes. for the yeah, thing. Make sure you do that or else you'll you'll stop getting notifications. And if you haven't done it yet, uh, I will say I do highly, highly suggest um, you also subscribe to the Canary Cry Radio YouTube channel because we stream there as well. Yeah. And also uh, head over to twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio follow us there it's very important that you never know at any moment any one of our channels can get taken down so we want to make sure that uh, you follow us other places as well so you don't miss a show if you don't want to Um, so there you go and be back uh, Friday the 15th for another show sometime between noon and 3pm Pacific Standard Time thank you to all of our producers producer Jennifer James Stephen Jimmy Sean Brian Z Zero Sum, Anthony, Gianni, Craig, and Saul for uh, being financial producers of this episode of Canary Cry News Talk, episode 286. And for those of you who uh, have not become producers, you know, uh, pray about it Um, and really consider if, uh, you know, taking responsibility. We already know the, the crumbling infrastructure of uh, not just mainstream media, but also, uh, you know, the structure of online media is starting to crumble as well. Advertising is a big reason for that. The the main reason for censorship is because advertisers don't want to be affiliated with certain types of media. And so it, there will come a day will you, where you will not get the media you want if, it, if you don't support it or if other people don't support it. So consider it, uh, just consider it for next episode. 
episode of Canary Cry News Talk, uh, becoming a producer because, um, you know, we're heading into a time where this might be our only option. So head to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. And you can also uh, support us in different ways. Become a producer by making art or jingles or music, whatever your creative outlet is. Uh, create something. Um, oh, you know what? We did miss some art, but that's okay. We'll put it on the next episode. Sorry. I just re- realized producer Josiah sent us some stuff, oh. um, but we'll put it on the next show. Sorry about that. Producer Josiah. Oh, and you know prob- what? I think Probably I had it. Others. Oh, I had it in the I had it in that's, my art folder, but yeah, it didn't. That's okay. We'll get, get it there. next time. Sorry, it was a weird day today. Yeah. Um, but thank you to producer Allie. Uh, sorry, pretty yes, producer Allie Gaslin Bonds in the chat. Uh, if you want to be like her, get some art on the show. Uh, you can send all that creative stuff to canarycryradio at gmail.com. Thanks again to Jade Bouncerson for the timestamps. And make sure to head to canarycrymerchperch.com. Oh, did you want no, a jingle? No there? jingle. I, we always do the jingle. Okay. Well, you always step on it, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the gag. You do the jingle, I step on the jingle. And you can head to canarycry.community for a social uh, experience with other Canarians that is not moderated by Facebook goons or parlor goons or any goons for that matter. Uh, just, <laughs> I guess there's one Canary Cry goon who just makes sure nobody goes wild. But it's a good time. Canary Cry. Uh, dot community check it out now there's other ways you can support the show if you got friends you got family they're starting to wake up to the fact that the world is not what it seems and you can help out the show by sharing it share it on your social media or whatever send it directly to friends and family and let them know that uh, this is the place to be maybe you got some people who are a little hung up on some they're they're on the linwood train and maybe they need to hear some other things that they've not heard before about uh, linwood and other uh other people making similar claims um go ahead and send them this episode or any episode either way uh let them know that uh canary cry news talk is here and we'll be happy to be a part of their uh set of info and that they can use to make sense of the world. And if you need any other instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me! I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy! Leave the bird alone! Never! Rattle a few cages! The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah. And remember, folks, one more time, we'll be back on January 15th. That's this Friday, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Keep in mind, before the end of this stream, we'll be playing the Canary Cry mixtape, which is a bunch of music created by producers of the show. And uh, you're just going to love it. So stick around for a little decompression uh, after the show here. All right, Gons, any last words? Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please uh, share the show with friends and family and appreciate 
all of you being here and continuing to support us. It really means a lot to me and Basil and our families and everything else. So have a good Wednesday. That's right. Okay, folks, make sure to tune. Thanks for listening to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. Everybody loves waffles. It will kill. Some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.
psychoactive pills should be covertly administered. Put me on some, some, I don't know. Are you shot in the butt? Fluoride, oxytocin, get a chemical hug. Uh, I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. <laughs> All right, weird. Fun fact, I believe it was... Another fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days.
Politic. 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 Politician. Politic. Politician. Politicians or politics. Started on bidets, man. Bidets, man. Bidets, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you were living the life, man. Bidets, man. It's a bidet. Don't get me started. I 
future humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and